0: Well, will we'll you just, go,
1: Perry,
0: the mood we'll just know, we'll just put on Saturday.
1: you press it,
0: Well, we'll just mention this week is this. We started, Audacity, uh, Audacity became an outer cunt. So. Do you know pay an old like, fucking. off? I could. I think we should. That's well, that's than it. Hi. All. All right, so basically, this is us explaining to you that we were going to talk about Avengers: Age of Ultron, and no. Audacity decided to be a complete and utter dick. Yeah. So now uh, you're getting a, like an episode for the back catalogue from the old website. Do know the Avengers on fucking I don't know, We have talked about Avengers on that. Um don't know. Um, so uh, some sort the, of superhero film we've ever. done. A selection of, of like several Donnie Yen movies. We watched. <laughs> um, I don't know, let's. Uh, hopefully, we'll not need to use them all, but let's give them, like, Once Upon a Time in China. So, if we ever fuck up again, we could give them part two, and then part <laughs> three, and then part four, the fuck, five. Like the fuck up so, every time you get an episode of Once Upon a Time in China, it's like, ah, their podcast fucked up again. Or Andy's took a no wheel again. <laughs> <laughs> so, aye, uh, tune in, like, later in the week. Should we give it wait till next Wednesday to give them Avengers now or no oh, it's just pounds, uh, aye, so aye <laughs> so aye so this is just to do you over until Saturday then by then Saturday you should look out for our full recap of Avengers aye. Age of Ultron You're fucking bastard Lord. computers man aye. fucking shite okay. So let's see. Uh, once upon a time in China, what's going to be the quick way of us just saying this? Do we just talk China one or? I think so. Aye, because obviously the short version of it is like like all the letters together would just be oatic. I'm not
1: saying that. You're not saying that. <laughs> <it>. Let's <laughs> just let's nice. just say China.
0: China. China. China one. What we'll happens in China two? Things like that. So. Uh, essentially, that was New burping.
1: Well, no, I, never, I wouldn't have picked it up. My hands are <laughs> until, <right. laughs> Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> clearly not. So, uh, Once Upon a Time in China, also known as uh, Wong Fei Hong, as it was originally released. Yeah. And in Germany, it was released as Die Schwarzen Tiger von Hong Kong. <laughs> 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 oh
1: my god, the Germans are
0: awesome. <laughs> Which, then... A wee Google translation later, it goes back to the Black Tigers of Hong Kong. The Black Tigers of Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that means like the Black Flag Army that Wong Fei Hong was training. Yeah, maybe. Aye, wasn't he like half a dozen fucking 70s black guys <laughs> show up wanting fights?
1: Yeah.
0: That's just surprising. Aye, I'm sure. Like, there's not black slaves? There's supposed to be at least over 200 Wong Fei Hong movies out there. Yeah. I, I think one of the statistics was uh, once upon a time in China two was marked as the 200th film. Right. So I'm sure like for all these old ones, it's like Wong Fei Hong and the Ten Tigers and Wong Fei Hong and the fucking the versus Iron Robe and there's all things like this. Right. I'm sure it's gonna be like Wong Fei Hong and the fucking <laughs> Black Tigers right. versus Ten Black Guys mm-hmm. versus the Black Samurai and all, all that crazy all right. shit. So, um, well, Bill Jones. before, uh, Once Upon a Time in China, Jet Li, like this, I have to think, this was really the movie that kind of launched Jet Li because before then he'd only done half a dozen films. Uh, Hong Kong movie database lists about three, three films that he's known as a biographical role. So I think it's like documentaries, it's films called like This Is Kung Fu and just other things that this Wisney Jet Li. It was just. Obviously, maybe footage of him was added into it. So there's, there was, his earlier films, like the Shaolin trilogy. Yeah. He'd done, I think it was Shaolin Temple, Kids from Shaolin. And there was a, a third one. And he'd done Dragon Fight, which was a, I think a buddy cop movie with Stephen Chow. And they were fighting Dick Way. But I, it would, it would, they think it was a comedy. It was just like two I'm cops. Serious drama. I think Stephen Chow was a cop. Jet Li was part of a Wushu, te- Wushu team that was coming over from Beijing to Hong Kong and then Dick Way starts killing bitches and I think it's like people on his team are getting killed off. Oh. So uh, somehow Jet Li gets teamed up with Stephen Chow Stephen Chow gets shot so oh, wow. not not funny for him <laughs> <laughs> so uh, all those films leading up to like 1991 where he then gets to like China 1 so yeah. Like that seems to be like the launching platform. That seems to be like his big film, like his fucking his his. I'm doing hand motions, like his shooting star. Yeah, but um, launchpad. Aye. Mm-hmm. So obviously amongst the cast for this film, they've got Yim Bu oh. as Lung uh, Fun. Aye. And ah, uh, uh, the thing watching it now, like Yim Bu's character's gone in the next films. No, no, his character remains, but it's a different actor. It's yeah. uh, Max Mok. Mok to Chung, I think. Yeah. So he's just like this young, fresh-faced actor that's all of a sudden just... hes Now he's Lung Foon, and no one else seems to have noticed the change. Yeah. I think originally when Choi Hark was doing this movie and getting Yim-Bee tied to the project, they were saying that he was... He could be like the central character. And... Obviously at the end we realise it's, it's all J. and he's supporting actor. Yeah. So it made me think back to uh, the big boss, which like obviously Bruce Lee's big movie, that was uh sorta of like a test film. Like it was him and uh Christ, what's his name?
1: Not Blood Bill Jones.
0: No 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 no. It's, it's, it's <laughs> the it's the co star from uh, the big boss, like he was not. he was Shushane in the film, but he's uh, I'm gonna have to look this up. But it was essentially in the sense that their name they've got Jet Li, no, they've got Bruce Lee and they're not too sure if he's gonna be a big enough guy to carry this right, movie. Right, right. So they have a veteran actor acting alongside him. Yeah. So if it looks like fucking Bruce Lee can kind he of hold his water like the film's just got to drift towards yeah, going to it, so that it dude's like direction aye. It. aye and that probably might have been the impression that they were doing for this one where it looked like Yim Bu was going to be running this vehicle yeah. but Jet Lee was putting in a good performance and yeah. it basically just chopped out all the excess Yim Bu scenes and just made it made a, a Jet, Jet Lee, Lee film movie. like co-star and Yim Buu, Yeah. and I think he basically. Fuck you guys. His fucking relation with the director went out the window at that point. So, that was one of the things I'd overheard was, well, like through commentaries and interviews, they did mention that there was some sort of. I think Yin was promised more screen time and it got chopped. And then just watching it, like realising the films before this, Jet Li hadn't done anything huge. So, Mm. I think this was them doing the similar test. Aye, seeing if Jet Li could do this. Uh, so, if you've never actually heard of Once Upon a Time in China, I will bring up the plot for you now. Well, we will open now. Let's see. Set in the late 19th century Canton, uh, this martial arts film depicts the stance taken by legendary, legendary martial arts actor Wong feihong Martial arts hero, not actor. (laughs) I was going to say it's an actor, it's basically an actor. It's depicted his stance against. Invading foreign forces. Aye, invading foreign forces, which consists of the English, the French, and the Americans, and their plundering of China. Basically, they're (laughs) fucking separating. They're they're fucking taking their sections. Uh, When. Aunt Yi, which on our film was a uh, 13th aunt, uh, played mm-hmm. by Roseman Kwan, arrives back from America totally westernized. Uh, if umbrellas on the bicycle, yeah, was fake. <laughs> cameras, just western technology, taking it back to the old school China. And Wong Fei Hong assumes the role of her protector. This proves to be difficult when his martial arts school and the local militia become involved in fierce battles with foreign and local government. As the violence escalates, Aunt Yi has to question her new Western ideals. But is it possible to fight guns with Kung Fu? <laughs> 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 well, That is like sort of the whole, th- like sort of the, the, the lesson to be learned in it. Like when it comes to fists versus guns. Like mm-hmm. that. This is basically them learning the hard way.
1: Oh. <laughs> so I can break spurs in my neck, but <laughs> I can take half a dozen riddled, rounds to the chest. I riddled with pellets.
0: So, um, yeah. So that is the basic plot to it. And yeah. let's see. I should have some sort of Yeah, the
1: subplots.
0: Well, let's see. There was actually a few to this one. Yeah. Well, obviously, there's,
1: you know, there's mm-hmm. um, fun trying to learn, try to find a master.
0: Basically, yes, he's trying to find. He's one to learn martial arts. He's more like a what would be a, a screen fighter back then. He was in the theatre, so he could do all the acrobatics. Right. It looked like he's a good fighter, but when it comes to like getting to the fights, he could just do a wee fancy hop to get into the situation. Right. You hop, skip, and roll. Yeah. So, we've got that story. We've got the uh, Bucktooth So, played by Jackie Chung. And basically, he, he's sort of like a similar character to uh, 13th Aunt, where right. he's seen he's came back from the West. And he's right, like. He came back
1: from England. Really. Aye, he aye. England.
0: And he's like struggling to kind of get back to his roots. They're making yeah. fun of him because he's struggling with his Cantonese and. Yeah. And he's usually just been heckled by Porky, like Butcher Wing. who obviously people would know from uh, The Magnificent Butcher, as played by Samuel Hung. And the same film where Yim Bu played uh, Lung Foon in that film too. Uh, Wong Fei Hong in that film was depicted by Quan Ta King really old. He was the guy that done like the 100 Wong Fei Hong something something movies. He yeah. was the actor. So right. when I was doing their movies in the 70s and 80s he would usually come back for like cameo appearances or just a supporting role and then I would just focus on Butcher Wing and doing stuff. Yeah. So it was always him and Seth Keen. who was like uh, Mr Han from Enter the Dragon. He was always the bad guy in the movies. Right. So it was always those two clashing heads. Yeah. There's a uh, Aces Go Places movie I think it was the fifth one, where it's both of them, but they both have uh, hockey teams, ice hockey teams, oh, and they're both the coaches <laughs> of each team, so it's just like we throw back gags. I think yeah. it gets to the point where they're having a fight in the locker room, and they go back to the old traditional Kung Fu stances, but they're fucking old men. Yeah. So, But obviously this is, I think Once Upon a Time in China is being <clears throat> depicted as the movie that Kick started period martial arts crazes in the mid 90s because Mm. it was put down as a big box office hit. It ran for two months and it had the longest duration of any of the series and grossed 29 million Hong Kong dollars. So, obviously, like nowadays with inflation, that seems like a bad opening weekend. But for the amount that's that's two months Uh, worth of takings. Two
1: months, uh, that's like a fucking. A bad weekend.
0: Aye, like three babies. days. Aye, aye. But of course, and the same with like the Hong Kong dollars to pounds. Aye, I knew it's like twelve
1: dollars pro- to a pound or
0: something. Mm-hmm. So that's probably not even like a million pounds mm-hmm. here, but
1: no, it'll probably be about two and a half million.
0: <laughs> fine, we'll go for that. <laughs> so like, obviously that doesn't sound like a big thing, but obviously back then it must it, it was deemed a box office yeah. head. And I think it basically gave people the green light to go mental with wire work and kung fu movies. Yeah, and I think that was like one of the big things about this film that made it stand out. Like, it was a good martial arts film, but had actually a really strong story, story to it as well. Because watching it this time, like the last time I watched it, it must have been five years at least. Like, I think I've been collecting films for about ten years now. Yeah, and. I started with like the once upon a time in China movies. So watching them at first I think I was solely focused in on the action, the crazy wire work, obviously the extreme like insane ladder match yeah. they were essentially having <laughs> at the end. Like the amount of fucking work put into that and watching like the behind the scenes footage and seeing all the wires and yeah. all the stunt men being rigged rigged up, it just shows you how fucking crazy and complicated it was. Yeah. So, like you were kind of really impressed with like the martial arts and I don't and I, I never really tuned in the story that much. Oh, and you
1: were only like, interested in action by the
0: Yeah. So I was watching it today and seeing all the infer- like all the stuff about him being put in charge of like the local militia yeah. and how much stuff like the government's actually thinking that Wong Fei Hong and like all the guys at Po Chi Lam are actually being depicted as like mm, triad. a triad society. Yeah. It's like none of that stuff run Bells back in the day because they're just like like just waiting for the next fight want to see what youimbu does next and things mm. like that, but watching it, I feel like I've actually it's sort of like a thing watching a film years later, you pick up more on different levels, yeah. like I was at the level then of just watching dudes doing flying kicks, and now <laughs> like this time I find myself getting engrossed in the story and mm. Not like the the silly uh, love story between him and Thirteenth Aunt and trying to figure if it's incestual or not, and (laughs) (laughs) seeing them doing their fucking shadow play together and like again, I think that's obviously a running theme in, in Once Upon a Time in China because like their relationship gets closer and closer, but I don't think it's depicted as a I, I was i was going to say I'm not sure if it's depicted as a blood relation but I'm not sure with like, it's not like it's sister 13, it's not like it's yeah. his sister that he's got feelings for it's considered an auntie oh, right. and it's like mean. a young auntie and I reckon, I was like I'm trying to find a way to make it alright, but
1: basically this like <laughs> Jeremy
0: Kyle shit <laughs> <laughs> possibly oh. right. uh, so uh, I, I Thinking about it, I reckon if it it could be a like just a, a term like they're speaking to her, like when it, they're in the triads and they call like the next special aunt they call them their big brother, mm. but there is no relation there. It's just the like the term of endearment, mm-hmm. like the way they're showing respect. So it, it could be him showing respect, but calling her auntie, she's not an older woman. Like yeah. usually that's what you see when people thank an old people in films. They're usually calling them granny or. If they're a bit younger, they're calling them auntie. Yeah. So outside of their own yeah. relations, obviously some sort of like gets considered yeah. an auntie or an uncle. Like thanking uncle for help and all this. Yeah. So act yeah. who cares? There's Quan and there's Jet Lee. Uh. So it's it's just it's a film essentially. So yeah. like a day can is like it's wrong, right? We need to ask Jet why. Uh, <laughs> no, so Choi Harik. We I should know, get I mean, him Jet in. Jet Lee doesn't care. If he's just getting paid. Mm-hmm. So like. Was Wong Fei Hong shagging his auntie? That is what, like... <laughs> I know we've got lots of black and white foes off them, but mm. we need, we need like, more movies made about this time period so it can be explained further for us fucking Gwailos. Uh. Us foreign devils that don't understand. Don't. So... I don't know, because we spoke about, like, the, the love triangle... Not a love triangle, but the... Oh, it's Katie. <laughs> oh, yes. Yun once. Uh, ah, yeah, Yun Bu likes and Thirteen. Thirteen likes... Jet Li. and I think is oblivious. Jet doesn't like women. He <laughs> likes fighting. Yeah, well, <laughs> he likes resolving conflict yeah. without fighting. <laughs> and hoping that it doesn't get resolved to kick ass.
1: Aye. So... He, never, he was never really troubled in any of his fights, was he? No, no. Even the main bad guy didn't really trouble him much.
0: Mm-hmm. There was, I think, there was the it's the the keepy up moment they had early on when they're fighting in the rain and they get they like the log of wood flying yeah. back and forth during the fight. Oh, that Jet.
1: <laughs> when I was catching. <laughs> is that when you fell asleep during
0: the film? Yeah. <laughs> there, there is like there is a fight then where like that was like the tipping point for uh, Yim when like the prostitutes were spitting on them, calling them dogs, yeah. and he says he wants to be the fucking he wants to be the big dog in this town. He wants for to like look uh, like they can't look down on me anymore. I want to beat the top guy. Yeah, yeah, wasn't he wasn't
1: really a bad person, he was nah, trying he, he to, try w- to dig something that he, but he went the wrong way, he tried
0: to get it. Aye, like he wants to be on top and says, Who's the guy at the top? And Lung Foon just blurts so out prison rules. <laughs> Aye, he basically blurts out uh, Master Wong. Uh then realised and said, Right, we're going there and we're defeating him and establishing me as the top dog, essentially. Yeah. And of course Lung Foon's put his foot in it and he's trying to just like he he's like fuck, he's hiding behind the umbrella, he's yeah. like being sheepish around them. They realise he's there and when the fight begins, like obviously Yim's fucking ready the fight. Yeah, Wong to Fui more. Hong's trying to talk and Fucking Yim just kicks the table away and yeah. breaks the chair across him, and of course it goes onto the full on duel outside. Yeah. There, throwing fists is a pretty even game until uh, Anna Thirteen's worried for him and grabs uh, one of the guns, and she um, tries to fire it, but Lung Foon grabs the gun, pulls out her hand, and it fires into one of the doors, and that causes Jet Li to turn around, allow an iron rope Yim to do the kick to the ribs, yeah. sending Jet through the door knocking him down, sending uh, a long phone into a wooden chair and basically proving, like, first, part, first man to get knocked down, sort of, like, that was gently yeah. kicked to the floor, so that proved him not worthy. Yeah. So that was him basically taking the the board down, like, taking the sign Po Chi Lam and snapping it in half. Yeah. Basically telling him, like, you can't do business anymore because He's I've done defeated done, you, I've... It broke your sign like you're not welcome anymore yeah. essentially so where the hell was I going with that Aye, ah, Jet Li's character showing weakness yeah like also oh, that that was that moment so yeah. so it obviously it had to have like his, his redeeming fight at the end
1: yeah it showed that he sure, was top dog yes <laughs> no distractions hmm
0: whereas in fucking real life he was like knee deep in a fucking cast walking about on crutches during Aye. the final fight. <laughs> I thought totally we won't be All right, <laughs> well behind the scenes like there is one of those fights earlier on where it's Lung Foon being chased by the the gang members in a street and the fight takes it to the into the, one of the cafes and yeah. one of the tea houses and Li kicks him out and does the little Mary Poppins with the umbrella yeah. gliding down and I think if you watch in slow motion like you see Li... Land and, and then it cuts, and it's essentially like he takes a bad fall and
1: yeah, it lands on his ankle
0: was Aye, aye. Like a lot of the things mentioned, that he he has he injures his knee, and then he's basically putting a cast from there on. Yeah. So and I think that might actually be one of the his big sort of like career altering injuries. Like that's probably prevented him from doing a lot of. Like obviously Jet Li's not looked at as a stunt man. There'll be people there. It's like it's yeah. the sort of the age before that where it's the Jackie, Samuel, and Buse. They would be the guys doing their own stunts yeah, and things yeah, like that. Yeah. Jet Li's obviously like
1: more of an actor.
0: Aye, aye, and a, a screen fighter. Like yeah. he, he, his wushu, his martial arts training came first, which led to the movies and things like that. Yeah. So obviously it's not up to him to do the bad falls. But I, I guess he, he maybe it looked fun. Jumping yeah. out a window, doing the little Mary Poppins bit, yeah. but it just depends on the timing and the. Obviously, the drops got to look realistic, so the wire work would have to look realistic. Yeah. You would have, to, there would be some sort of element of dropping two stories and then trying to land on your feet. Uh-huh. So there would, it would be, be sp-
1: slow motion, but you could still maybe. There would have been some sort of mat, and his maybe S- came down the mat and kind of twisted an knee, ankle. Aye, like so. you prancing about the woods. <laughs> <laughs> what? But well <laughs>
0: so uh, <laughs> if if you do have the Once Upon a Time in China 3 Hong Kong Legends DVD there is a uh, easter egg DVD feature in the interview gallery there's a silhouette of Wong Fei Hong if you move the DVD remote to that it highlights the character and it shows you maybe 5 minutes of behind the scenes yeah. footage of the final fight in Once Upon a Time in China 1
1: yes.
0: so it just shows you like uh, Iron Robium just dangling on wires and there's lots of broken ladders, Jet Lee sitting in a deck chair and crutches looking boards. <laughs> so it's it's nice. It's like just a there's no interviews or anything, it's just five minutes of behind the scenes footage yeah. which it is you don't you wouldn't expect often for a film back in the early nineties. Yeah. Like at that stage I guess I only had VHS and it's not like you have special features back in those days. I'm yeah, not yeah, sure yeah. if laser discs incorporated special features, but I think it was like the DVD age, that kind of.
1: Because the size of DVDs
0: and. Aye, if they'd done it with videos, I think I think they might have done that at some point. But it was something like a dual cassette, so you are getting two cassette oh, no, tapes in no. the big, like big the chunky the plastic case.
1: Is like fucking eight inches thick <laughs> aye.
0: so you've got <laughs> that and then there's a second cassette that's got the fucking 45 minute making of with interviews yeah. no my cat's just wet it's been outside yeah. yeah. Monkey
1: puss
0: okay. <laughs> so um, I guess what else could we really say I think we were probably finishing it there asking if the movie still held up oh, right. aye probably. so but
1: does
0: because mm-hmm. I think that's always the thing. If I'm watching old childhood movies and realizing that they didn't hold up as yeah, they I did just, when I was a child.
1: You with your Storm Riders podcast, mind, before.
0: I'm wondering thing. if it was going to hold up or you not. Know, you were thinking yeah. you
1: were you were feared you
0: were not going to like it. Aye, aye. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it it still works. It I, yeah. I think I had more faith in like the China movies because I just know they were. They are a big yeah. deal. I, I'm sure it, it's, it's deemed that the quality in the movie go downhill as the series goes on, like yeah. like most things, but we'll cover them anyway. Uh, so, hi right. And here's my cat. Is that what you thought? What do you mean you like Iron you must then the no, <laughs> my cat will not. And looking up some of the trivia on this film, one of the funny things—well, not a funny thing, but a, a bit of trivia—I discovered on IMDb, they mentioned on the Region One DVD there's a audio commentary, and I, I've looked, but I can't find uh, who who done the audio commentary because the Hong Kong Legends DVD we've got over here is done with uh, Bay Logan. And Mark King, and Mark King's the, I think he's the British soldier, you know, the guy in the, the red uniform and the hat. Oh, right, right. Like, right. He's, he's on audio commentary as well, and I think it's a, like a sort of an infamous commentary because he he just doesn't seem interested in talking about the movie at all. Yeah. And Bale Logan's trying to, like, just chip, chip away at him, get information, like, ask uh, what, did you, what happened on set that day, and he just, right. just kind of shunned him. <laughs> and you could just hear Bay struggling with the conversation, just mm-hmm. to keep the flow going. So, this American uh, DVD release proposed, saying the movie was originally supposed to start Jackie Chan, Samuel Hung and Ian Bue, with Jackie playing Wong Fei Hong, like, which he previously played in films like Drunken Master and Drunken Master 2, yeah. Samuel being Butcher Wing, which mm-hmm. Clues back yeah. to Magnus and Butcher and Yin yinfun Yin Foon Yin <laughs> Bu playing the Lung Fun, which the basically the whole idea fell through, just leaving Yin in this. So uh, like, that
1: would have worked too, something like The Avengers Assemble. <laughs> aye, aye, <laughs> and they aye this the is. Involving the an in individual movie and they all come together to aye, you know, exactly make an Avengers movie.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and like it, it, it would, it, it would obviously be like. A fucking instant success, anyway. With uh, their like th- uh, Three Brothers movies, like Dragon, yeah. uh, I was gonna say Dragon Force, but I mean uh, Dragons Forever and Wheels on Wheels, so
1: rapid guitar solos.
0: Mm-hmm. So, there's like this is that was a new one for me. I've never heard that rumor yeah. before, but I, I don't even know who'd done this commentary, so yeah. it something I would need to look into more. And if I do find any more information we could talk about like on the next episode at all least right. but actually even if anyone has the american dvd you could just write into us at uh, fire at googlemail.com or send us a tweet facebook all those social all usual things yeah you've heard them all before so um obviously the first half of the movie, like, Jet Li struggles is with, like, more the government and, like, the, yeah, the, right. the triad groups that Lung Fun's pissed off. Yeah. Like, the, is it something like the Xia gang or something yeah. that he pisses off and basically they're causing a lot of trouble for, like, Po Chi Lam and basically he loses his militia, he loses his army, the, the local yeah. government take ownership and basically... Force
1: them to... to... Aye. Basically, worked for the Chinese army.
0: Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, anyway. aye, aye. Recruited because the way they talked about it in the film is that they were like arrested, and the mm-hmm. reason like, they they weren't getting their army back because there was no witnesses there to prove that yeah, they didn't the crash enemy. that yeah. Western restaurant. Yeah. So, and so for the first half, you're kind of oblivious to like your main bad guy who is uh, Iron Robian. Yeah. Yim. And like he, he has his. You do get a wee quick. Ah, you get his character introduction as he's like, basically like a uh, street performer where he's basically just breaking spears, like doing like a test of strength, showing Ah. like he's maybe like an ex-Sheldon monk. Yeah. And he's just breaking spears with his his throat, yeah, and just collecting fucking change for it. Like he's basically treated as a fucking dog. Yeah. In this first half, where. And there's all the ladies hanging out at the fucking brothels, looking down at them, spitting on them, and yeah. so it's the sort of thing like, like okay, that's pretty harsh, right? Back to the film, yeah. and then you realise this guy's being brought in as your main bad guy, yeah. and he does. It comes across quite well. I realise this time they're fighting at the wake, and it's one of the Yin clan that he fights as like one of Yin pings brothers, essentially. Yeah. I I would. See yin chung yan because he, he like i've noticed his face with some films he does kind of have that look about him yeah. but i'm talking about like a clan of brothers where there's like 10 of them so they're all probably <laughs> do have some similarities to them right. but from the looks like it, it was one of the yin clan he was fighting at least yeah and that kind of basically is like the full reveal that iron robe yin is like someone not to mess with
1: yeah
0: it, it's like that one shot where uh, he strikes him from behind and slashes him across the chest with the sword, mm-hmm. and he does the turn. And originally, when I first saw it, I thought, "Oh shit, he's like he's 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 fucking cut him. He's pissed." Mm. But now it's kind of revealed that he's fucking he hit him with the sword. It's torn through the clothes, but it's just not left a mark on him. Right. And that's revealed like his his iron vest kung fu skills, yeah. where he's basically impenetrable. Basically, so. And then, of course, he fucking slashes him half a dozen times and he just decks him in a few punches yeah. and finishes mm-hmm. him by ripping his throat out. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> Aye, which is it's quite badass. Like The film does... actually kind of does quite well with blood. It's not like... It's not there's no buckets of blood, uh, but when there is blood in it, it's effectively used. Like
1: That's why I think it's actually pig blood now. <laughs> they slaughtered some pigs. They're
0: just being
1: mm, like the pigs like, on
0: the cart echo drained. <laughs> uh it's like blood costs money. It's like, no, blood costs animals <laughs> <laughs> So there's definitely like the the moment where uh here they pause where it looks like iron Robium's been stabbed in the stomach but the blade's deflected and went yeah. through his shirt and then the bad the Yun Chung Yan drops dead and it just has a silhouette of iron uh, Yim's hand, and you'd see all the, the blood, blood dropping dripping. for the fist, yeah. and you just realise he just obviously plunged his fucking hand through the he guy's throat. Tore out the windpipe. Mm-hmm. So, the second instance that I found that they'd done a great use of blood was... And uh, got riddled. No, no. <laughs> uh, well, I, I actually, you're right. It was... It's just the it's the shot of Jet Li holding his hand, oh. and it has yeah, it's his like, blood soaked hand slipping out, and it's the blood slipping through Jet Li's fingers, yeah. and it's just like the fucking Jet Li showing his acting chops in that scene. Yeah, it's just like the fucking reala- realisation of fists can't beat guns, oh. and it's just him getting wise to like their China's in the past and oh. like the Western.
1: They did that that in Japan as well, did they? Um,
0: Like,
1: Samurais versus... I'm sure
0: it's (laughs) it's, That's what the
1: last Samurai was of.
0: Aye, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... Aye, good point. I think it would probably be the same with, like, cowboy and Indian films. All all cultures getting overtaken by By guns. (laughs) So, yes, that was... But I think that was one of the things where... Like, with, because uh, I'm sure there must have been absolute massacres in Hong Kong when people were doing all this martial arts training, where they could fucking uh, get hit with swords. Like you see all those traveling shows yeah. where Shaolin monks and they're fucking breaking bricks and lying on beds and nails,
1: yeah.
0: and they're not getting pierced. that nothing wrong. Like you think they they probably could train themselves to the point where they could deflect bullets, mm. but. Reality is... No. No. The <laughs> fucking... Guns are deadly.
1: <laughs> They've they done that on one of the... Mythbusters. Right. It's like where there's... They say that there's some Kung Fu where you could... That uh, are that quick that they could slap a bullet. Right. And it was getting fired at and They proved that it was possible... But they would have to have superhuman speed...
0: To aye, be able to aye.
1: react... And superhuman the... reactions to aye. be able to... Deflect the bullet with their hand, the back of their palm,
0: the back of their hand. Aye, I don't know. Because there there is like a similar shot in uh, Kung Fu Hustle, where they fire a bullet at the main bad guy, the like the Toad Master did, mm. and like, they fire and it's like they 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 just do like the cop out of going in slow motion and his hand goes up and catches the bullet between two fingers yeah. and the bullet shrivels just under like it, it, buckles under the pressure of this man's two fingers but yeah. that's more or less in the sense just to set him up as like a badass like yeah. a dude not domestic somebody I'm can really. stop a bullet you can exactly mess with like them. shit like, <laughs> definitely so um definitely definitely yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, some useless information regarding China 1 yeah em uh, For those interested, IMDb has rated film 7.3 out of 10, based on 9,790 reviews.
1: Which isn't too bad. Yep, that
0: is quite high. And then on to Rotten Tomatoes, which have rated it 88% fresh. Yeah. Based on 22 fresh reviews and 3 rotten.
1: Oh, they kind of good. <laughs> I'm not
0: getting my fucking rotten <laughs> I think as long as it's fresh, like, that's good. Aye, it's got a high percentage, aye. but I think it is. It's like the, the the big the turning point Jet Li film. Yeah, like it's fucking the one that boosted his career. So I think that is always gonna be like kind of well accepted. Aye. So China won and films and films uh, and awards. Uh, the film was nominated for eight awards at the uh, Hong Kong Film Awards for, I'm guessing, for 1991. Mm. Let's see, once the page is loaded. Yeah. Uh, for, in 1992, it won four awards. Uh, Best Action Geography, award going to Yun Chun-yan, Yun Shi-yan, and Liu chao Young; Best Director, Choi Hark. Film Editing by Marco Mack. And Best Original Film Score, Motherfucking bread. Motherfucking breath gets the best film score. No, no, the, it doesn't. I, I guess the best fucking interruption. Yes, best interruption. Uh, James Wong, the late James Wong, gets best film score. The film was also nominated for best art direction, best cinematography, uh, best picture, but for some reason the actual... Maybe it's
1: unknown.
0: Yes, the film is unknown. I think Maybe that's IMDB's problem and uh, Jackie Chan was actually nominated for Best Supporting Actor, and I think it does. he actually does a good performance in it as uh, Bucktooth So. Like, just his struggle yeah, with being, being re-accepted in the Pochie Lamb, and eventually mm-hmm. giving up and choosing to go back. And
1: he becomes, like, mere badass when he cuts his ponytail off.
0: Aye. Mm-hmm. I've got a bob now.
1: Yeah, fuck his
0: off. <laughs> So, uh my question is for you is uh yeah I oh, you know, I, need, I want to pick your brain on this because uh when did you, have you seen once Upon a time in China before today?
1: Yes. I think that was that would have been about 10 years ago. Right, right, cuz
0: I'm trying to think whether it was me that showed it to you because I know a lot of times you told me about a lot of Jet Li movies because, and like, Channel 4 at like aye, midnight, and Sky it? Movies aye. used to, I I think that might have been the other ones, like, uh, the Feng Yuk movies and uh, my, uh, when so it was off. Twin Warriors. Twin Warriors, aye, twin and warriors uh, d- Defender. And... Twin Warriors? <laughs> oh, you get tongue tied, motherfucker. <laughs> aye, so. <laughs> so, aye, when it had generic. Uh, badass names to their films, yeah. and, like I think it was Defender, Twin Warriors. Oh, no. uh, well, there was My Father the Hero, but that was was that not the Enforcer or something? Oh, oh. so it was, it's all that generic crap thing. Yeah. Like I think those those films just got shown regularly on Sky Movies. Yeah, they're they're. Oh, but I wasn't sure if films such as Once Upon a Time in China ended up no. So. Nah, I think it comes to whether the company that owns the right sell them, yeah. like whereas the companies like Miramax and uh, Dimension or something probably would just sell their rights without a second thought type oh, of thing. Yeah. So that was definitely what I was trying to f- figure out whether yeah. you'd seen them before, because I do remember you telling me like about things like Enforcer and oh, Defender yeah. and all of those movies. Yeah. So you think it was probably I me? I think
1: it was you that showed me them. I
0: just... Being the pusher, just yeah. fucking gateway drugs from <laughs> old Jet Li movies. Yeah. Okay, alright, that's fine. All right. uh, so, obviously, this film is now about well over 20 years old. It's yeah. like probably, it would be 23, 23, 23 this 23 year 23 at some 23 point. Aight, so uh, how do you feel it holds up? Still, it's not still too pregnant. Right, I I think that's the good thing about it that it has maybe like a good story to back yeah, it up
1: because like when you're young you've got the action aye. but when you're old you've got the
0: good storyline that, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm.
1: keeps it, it still holds up
0: aye and it, it sort of, it's it got it's strong supporting cast to it like Kent Cheng's character of uh, Porky aye. like it, there there is a, a, as you mentioned like these uh, subtle subplots where uh, Jet Leeds Character is always like it's sort of like fighting is the last thing they want to do. Yeah. Like he's always trying to defuse situations, de- deflect, block, stop easy. people from fighting, and yeah. basically work it out. And then it gets to the point where like the militia is it the government at the door? Like, is is near the end where they're coming in trying to look for the guy that's escaped from America, which we've not actually touched on. I mean, no, because we're still only talked about the first half. Yeah. Aye, aye. So <laughs> like. That moment where uh, Wong Fei Hong if, like gives permission to Porky and uh, Akai, right. like and it's like fight, and they're like fight. what? And it's like yeah. it's like this is your time to fight. you have to fight. Mm-hmm. So because
1: that was that was just after he realised that there's no way he's stopping guns. Yes,
0: it was like basically like they're in trouble. there. Like there's not a fucking everyone's fucking crooked. Like the government, right. they can't trust the government because of that. Closely worked in with the foreigners, yeah. and like basically, if they gave a guy up, like the dude's doomed. And rewinding it back a bit, there was a there's there is this continued background story about uh, the American Dream, essentially, yeah. like travel to America where the, the mountains are filled with gold, and mm-hmm. you're basically. Make your fortune. Ah, you get a contract basically as a minor and basically yeah. become rich. Yeah. So, and that's them just pulling in like all, all the, like On all A-G-K, the, all, yeah. exactly all the the fucking the, people, like, the lower people class people that just are. are desperate for the fucking yeah. the, the sweet life, <laughs> the uh-huh. sweet gold encrusted life. Mm-hmm. So they're willing to fucking go across to America, but they're basically it's, it's slavery. They're basically signing yeah, themselves yeah. up for. Yeah. They're being told about a dream and they get there and they're, they're probably shackled and chained. and yeah, one, branded. Aye, one <laughs> man escapes and yeah. I think it, he throws himself off a ship. Aye,
1: ah, he was chained in a ship and he chucked himself overboard. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. being at night, they couldn't see him.
0: Aye, aye. So he basically makes his way back and he's discovered by like Lung Foon and they take him in. Take him back and to the clinic.
1: We've not actually... Touched upon that is martial
0: arts school. It's also the town clinic. Aye, I I think that. <laughs> I think that is sort of a given nowadays when it, people talk a bit about Po Shi and all these films because it is like a clinic, but he is also like the martial arts legend. Yeah. So he does train his students there as well. Like yeah. it's depicted in several films. It's essentially both yeah. places for it, right. but there's. The actor that plays the the guy that escapes the boat is uh, Jimmy Wang Yu, who is like a famous uh, Shaw Brothers actor. He was he is like the one armed swordsman and mm. things like this. I, I I I just never caught on. It was one of those things when you're reading up about yeah, it. it. Aye, aye, you realise like he obviously just had a day off and was he was there, <laughs> so he got he got his lunch I'm paid for that slave day. Number one. Yeah, <laughs> so. So, if we've won you over with this discussion tonight and you actually want to try Once Upon a Time in China, if you haven't done so already, uh, it is still available. Yep. Um, If you go onto Amazon, you could still collect uh, CineAsia's reprint of Once Upon a Time in China. That was a reprint of the old Hong Kong Legends DVD. They were reprinting their whole catalogue before they went bust earlier in this year. Or administration along yeah. with the rest of them. <laughs> so, uh, yes, you could buy it new for £6. So, if you haven't, you could get it whilst it's still there, really. Or, no, there is still uh, copies of the the, the trilogy, yeah. the original three from Hong Kong Legends. That's a box that I still have, and it does the job. Like, yeah. like You could get that... Just now for £14.44, I'm guessing that's maybe from a independent distributor, it's probably not somebody being printed has been, anymore.
1: Aye, somebody somebody's picked up like a...
0: A sealed copy. Up,
1: no, like a bulk order or something. Right, aye, like aye, so, aye, aye. It's so it's many units. In.
0: Yeah. Aye. So these copies are still available through, I guess... Probably no longer in stores, but definitely online, you yeah. could, well, there's no much plus you could go in-store anymore. No. <laughs> so So, uh, yes, you definitely, you could find it, find it at your local Amazon. Yeah. And Play.com, probably any decent place that sells DVDs, You'd, I'm sure there's going to be somewhere selling it. Yeah. So, it's available. Get uh, it. Buy it. You probably only have it, but buy it again. Oh, you know DVDs are supposedly all degrade over time. Yeah. Get one sealed.
1: Yeah.
0: Sign it to us. We'll sign it for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have the handwriting of a child. So He'll <laughs> give you something. The, the crane will not work on the plastic <laughs> film.
0: I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> the only about
1: we get into with my safety scissors. So.
0: <laughs> well, it's that we deformed paw you have as well <laughs> oh, no. when it comes to writing. You have to sell the tape, the crane to your With hands.
1: Six fingers and three fingernails attached together.
0: <laughs> we usually just let you dip your hand in pig's blood and do a wee scribble. It's, no, yeah, that's not more signature. <laughs> so, and that's us. That yeah. is our coverage on China One. This is our first episode in the bag. Next time on Podcast on Fire,
1: number two,
0: and number three. Oh yeah, double header. We will be reviewing sandwich. China one and no China China two and three. Remember these are not the fucking WWE wrestler porn films. Yeah. This is Jet Lee's or should I say Choi Harks Once Upon a Time in China series. Yeah. So if you have any comments you want to share on regarding this episode, if you want to correct us or throw some feedback our way, you could do it via email, podcast on fire at googlemail.com. Twice a tweet on the Twitter, at uh, podcast on fire. Our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash p o f network, and we do have uh, a Facebook group as well. well. Just put in podcast on fire network into the search function and request to join the group. and There's plenty of us in there. We'll get you added, and then you could just just welcome to the madhouse. Mm.
1: Mhm. Is
0: this so I don't know. Ken's quite angry. Oh, well. <laughs> so, um. I've been your host for this evening. I'm Stuart Sutherland.
1: I'm Andrew. I'm going to let see my second name, please. Nah, shut ready. up! <laughs> i <I'm sorry. laughs> Shut up! I'm living, I'm living. I'll hit you with this microphone.
0: <laughs> And do our own one. Yeah. And actually raise the stakes and tackle a series.
1: What <laughs> 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 the fuck is got You fucking dickhead. I'm going choke slabbing. <laughs>
0: So basically my cat just dived on Andy's back, <laughs> claws first. And
1: he was just away for a nice sleep.
0: It <laughs> gave itself a fright. It's now tired. So a working for the day,
1: got a fucking dick. <laughs> this is so random. It just to goes to my away and just leaps on me. It's
0: done that to me so many times. <laughs> But not on mic, so. <laughs> oh well.
1: Really? Oh. That was fun. <laughs> hey, control yourself, I you know. Be? You're supposed uh. to be professional. <laughs>